Hey, everybody, and welcome to the What is this, honey? podcast, where we will be discussing everything from pop culture to reality TV to true crime documentary to my life and everything in between that makes you scratch your head and ask yourself, what is this, honey? Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am your host, Brandon. I am here with you this week. I have so much to catch up with you guys. I have so much to download you on. I know that I usually put out three episodes a week, but this week was very hard on us. Firstly, I had a huge event for my fiance's job. And if y'all out there, you know, y'all do these corporate events, honey, you got to stand in the gap for your man. So that was very... um, that really took up a lot of time. It took up a lot of energy and space. And and unfortunately, this week, we did lose our beloved Stephen Litt, my godfather. Um, if you follow Bravo Barbies, that is Jessica's dad. Um, it's been a very, very tough week, but we are getting through it by logging in and plugging in to the mess. So let's just take one little beat of love. For Steve, he was like a dad to me, super, super involved, and um, it's been really tough. So I I apologize if you guys have been waiting, honey, if y'all have been just itching and trying to get you some, here it is, baby. Now, I want to let you know what the rundown for the episode today is going to be, okay? We're going to talk about it all. We're going to have our top five, what is this honey moments? We're going to have those. We're also going to go a little bit into um, Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and Real Housewives of OC. Did you guys also see that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City trailer? Okay. Okay. So we're going to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But let's first just start out with the what is this, honey? Because the first thing I want to talk about is Michael Orr. Okay, do you guys not know who Michael Orr is? Michael Orr was the subject, the entire plot and premise of the movie called The Blind Side. For Sandra Bullock, the Sandra Bullock won an Oscar. Now, this ain't looking too good. Because as it turns out, and this is according to MSN, okay? Michael, Olo- Michael Orr alleged in a legal filing earlier this month that the Tui family, this is these white people who adopted him. Let's also just preface, Michael Tui was like a lower-income black child who was very, very talented in athleticism. We know how Southern white people love a black, love a coon who can play sports. Because let's be real. They brought this kid into their family. They made him feel like he was adopted. And then you guys saw the blind side, right? Well, the production company that financially backed The Blind Side is speaking out and defending the Oscar-winning film against many characterizations and uninformed opinions. Because basically, Michael was letting people know he's not slow, he's not stupid, and he did not have the, um, the, the voice to say. Now, if you guys haven't been plugged in, I haven't been around for a few days, let me just go and give you the whole backstory. Michael Orr was actually never adopted by the Tui family. 
He signed documents which he thought as a child were his adoption papers. How the hell should he know at age 9, 10, 11? And his biological mother had passed away. And they really had signed a conservatorship. And all the coins from that film went to these white people and their white kids and not to Michael Orr. Nobody would even know who these people were without this. Without, ooh, the way that my blood boils. Because this is some bullshit. And I'm glad that we can get up off of Carly Russell's ass and get onto the Tuies. <laughs> okay. The, the Tui family were collectively paid approximately $767,000. Michael Orr was given 0%. Okay. And so the production company is coming out basically saying that we paid the Tui family to represent and to give us, you know. This is what, you know, so basically they're saying the deal for the Tuis and Michael Orr's life rights was consistent with the marketplace at the time for the rights of relatively unknown individuals, a.k.a. did anybody know who y'all was. So we just did what we could with what we had, which was what? The word of these Tui parents. So it did, therefore, it did not include significant payouts in the event of the film's success. Right? So they're like, no, we didn't pay them all these millions of dollars. We only paid them like almost a million. I don't give a damn if you pay me $500. What you're not going to do is ugh. the problem here is this family who just had to be Tracy Turnblad, white savior ass, mother, like, God damn it. This is why we have these issues in our, in our community. Like, because everybody sucks. Carly Russell sucks. The two weeks, y'all all suck. Everybody wants a little bit of press. Everybody wants a little bit. But my thing is, you can do that, but not off of the back of this young man. And apparently he was having issues getting signed to play in the NFL because people thought he was slow. Now let's let it be known that the 2009 movie, The Blind Side, has made over $330 million at the box office. And has continued to make, you know... And, you know, I, listen, I think it's messy because, let's see, um, how do you spell Tui? These, um, the sun came out, you know, the sun came out and said that he understands why Michael is upset. I get it. Why he's mad. Duh! So according to USA Today... S.J. Tui, the biological son who got some coin off of this, I get it why he's mad, he says. He's quoted. It stinks that it'll play out on a very public stage. That part sucks, but oh well. Now this, this, what y'all think about this? This smells like he don't like his parents either. <laughs> he don't fuck with his parents either. He knew they was being shady as hell. But then when Michael went to the NFL, he thought, okay, well, Michael got some coin. So, I just don't know. I just don't know. I think it's trash. I think one thing that we have to start 
realizing, and I think that here's the thing, in America, people, they that's what y'all want to see. Y'all want to see that. Y'all want to see this love. I'll never forget. I was talking to my mother-in-law. And I have two, so in case y'all are listening, the step one. <laughs> and she was telling me about, oh, because, you know, I talk about housewives, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh, I don't really like the housewives. It's kind of trashy. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, okay. But you have seen, you know, you've seen about them. Which is like, yeah, you know, the one that I like, I think she's from Atlanta. So me, I'm thinking, oh, Nene, of course. Of course this lady talks... You know, the one, she just really loves her kids, and she just, you know, she's clearly such a good mom, blah, blah, blah. And this girl was talking about Kim Zoltiak, child, and not even Kim Zoltiak Beerman, just Kim Zoltiak. This is somebody who doesn't even watch The Housewives, but she, she can identify with a look. And that's what y'all like. I'm sure it does you nothing, bring you nothing. When y'all saw The Blind Side, that shit coming out at first, I'm sure y'all fucking love that shit. A rich-ass white family bringing a, a, a poor-ass colored boy from the ghetto out of obscurities. And now look at his life. So much better. That's what we should do. We should adopt. We should set, take these kids from these terrible households and we should put them into good families so that they can be absolutely, utterly taken advantage of. Send them to the damn, send them to Alcatraz, in the words of T.S. Madison. Send them to the gates of hell. Send them up underneath the Rikers prison. Y'all really fucked up. And you know what I've learned? I've learned that, you know, listen, people make mistakes. And, you know, I've, I've learned in my life that a lot of times, for me, if you piss me off, I'm going to tell you. Because it's not the end of the world. It's a mistake. You made a mistake. Now, you're not going to keep doing shit over and over again. But one thing that I have learned is that when you continuously and you persistently go after evil, when you Alex Murdoch your life away, right? Scooter Braun your life away, which we're going to scooter, scoot, scoot. <laughs> we're going to scoot, scoot next. You, your, your shit will come to roost. There's no way that these people thought they was going to make a whole feature film starring Sandra Bullock. Y'all are on below deck in present years. Y'all want attention. You want attention. You want nothing more than attention. It's sick. It's an illness. I don't know what it is about, about American people, particularly quat. Um, and y'all can get mad all y'all want to. Because I don't do this all day. I don't bash people. But this is just what it is. Wanting to be saviors. Worry about yourself. And then we want, to, we want to talk about things like privilege and how it exists and it doesn't exist. If you have so much time on your hands that you need to go out and you need to save somebody else's life, and you don't need to worry about your own shit. What I want to know is what's going on behind the, 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 the doors of the home of the two weeks? What are y'all covering up and y'all are hiding so intensely that y'all need to go out here and y'all need to focus on these other people? Mm. Sips tea. So I will, I will come back to this because. This is a very fascinating story, and I feel like Michael Orr is, like, off with their heads. I, that's just the way I think and the way I feel and the way that I see it. Okay? So, I don't know what you guys are thinking or, like, what page you, you guys are on about. But, like, that's just how I feel about it. And before we get to Scooter Braun, I was just inspired by the fact that my mother-in-law just saw, like, a synthetic wig in a solo cup and thought, "Oh, great parenting. Um, 
Croy has filed for divorce again. That is what I have been told. Um, I have been told by the internet that Croy Bierman files for divorce again. Now, that was on TMZ. Okay. That was on TMZ. And we don't really know what they'd be doing. But let's go on here to Emmett. To Emmett to, no, we'll, we'll, we'll let People Magazine tell us. This was yesterday. Today is Friday, by the way, August 25th. Now, according to People Magazine, the Real Housewives of Atlanta and Don't Be Tardy alums' renewed marital harmony was short-lived because Bierman files for divorce a second time less than two months after withdrawing their May filing. Croy Bierman has once again determined that his marriage to Kim Zoltiak is irretrievably broken. And I have one thing to say about that. Duh. Okay, moving right along. We need to understand what's going on with Scooter Braun. And you know what? Maybe I just need to be a little bit more open-minded. But here we are on MSN.com. Be a People magazine, actually. And the, the log line is, why are Scooter brought in his artist party ways? <laughs> Everything we know. Now, I'm sure y'all have been seeing, because most recently, Ariana Grande had had to let him go. But Scooter's been in the press for many years because he went through all this stuff with Taylor Swift. Now, if you don't know, now listen, I'm not a Swiftie. Let's just put that out there. Not. But when you have someone who is supposed to be, like, guiding you, managing you, and they basically set you up with, like, a bullshit contract. And this is why people go up for Taylor, because, like, sorry, Kesha, but, like, she just didn't complain about it. She was just like, you know what? Scooter Braun's a dick, and I'm going to re-record all my albums. I'm gonna, just going to re-record it. JoJo also did that. She was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to re-record it. So according to this article, some of Braun's clients, including Demi Lovato and Adida Menzel, have ended their working relationships with the manager, now the sole CEO of Hybe America, not Hype, Hybe, after becoming the sole CEO of Hybe America, Scooter Braun is continuing to make headlines in the music industry. Over the last week, Braun has been in the news as some of his longtime clients, including Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande, have ended their years-long working relationships with the talent manager. During his years in the industry, Braun grew into an entertainment mogul through his various acquisitions and A-list talent roster. In 2007, he established SB Projects, a diversified entertainment and media company with ventures integrating music, film, television, technology, and philanthropy. Through SB Projects, Scooter Braun has managed a number of Hollywood's biggest names, including Grande Lovato, Justin Bieber, Tori Kelly. Many of his early clients included singers who broke through on YouTube. Now, I wonder if that has something to do with it. If he was getting, he was snatching these people up before things really became things. Because this definitely gives, like, 1960s, like, dream girls vibes. Like, Elvis Presley vibes. Like, taking people's music and then just doing it white. And being able to get away with that because that's how it was. I mean, y'all, I'm just telling you history. You don't have to be mad about it. You can just laugh. Um, so, Braun is trying to repackage and remake some bullshit that we've seen over and over again, and except for this time, sweetie. Scooter. Scoot, scoot. You might need to think twice. 
you you might need to think twice about what you're doing because now here's the thing even if i was like an up and coming and listen there's there's multiple theories because listen justin bieber used to be all up in scooter braun's ass just like he used to be all up in carl lentz ass and you see how these hollywood people do when you fuck when you done they done they would go out of their way to be taking photos with you at Nobu, and then all of a sudden, you are the scum of the earth, my darling. So, because Justin Bieber's been working on his new record for the last six months, and Scooty has not set up a single session for it. Which, like, when I think about making music these days and how it's really kind of just, it's such a branding thing. It's so funny. Like, I feel like me... As a music artist, because I'm so I'm so diverse in my talent, I would just want to take my guitar into the stew and just like let it happen. Um, you know, our, Demi Lovato's dropping a rock album on September 15th, and um, this is the first time I'd heard about that. But um, yeah, she's she's going a different direction. So, what do you guys think that Scoot Scoots? I I don't really I'm not plugged in. Like, here's the thing: we have reached a point in our society where People do the shadiest of shady things, and I'm never surprised by it. Like, should I be surprised? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that Scooter Braun has done something absolutely shady, um, and that it's not been truly documented. So, yeah, like, I don't know, babe. I don't know what you want me to th- what you want me to think. Um, you know, it is what it is. God bless Scooter. Hopefully, he's got enough money saved. What I, what annoys me about these things is that you guys will run to the comments in defense of, like, someone who is richer than you'll ever be and needs no sympathy. Y'all give these people the sympathy that, like, Scooter, oh my god, poor Scooter. For what? Poor Kim, poor Croy, for what? You wouldn't know about it if they wasn't making money off of putting their business in the street. That's That's just kind of... You know, that's just kind of what I got to say about it. I also like, you know, I think it is what it is. Scooter, hopefully you don't get sued. Hopefully you don't get sued. Now, we did see, speaking of people getting sued, now we did see Lizzo for the first time. She was spotted um, wearing a Yiddy sweatshirt, some gorge silver knee-high, thigh-high pumps, and um, she was going to the studio. Now, this is giving Beyonce. This is giving, I, bitch, I'm not talking about shit in the public. I'll write about it in the music, and I will take care of it when I go to court. I haven't really said anything about this because it's alleged. Here's the thing. What, this is what the older people are saying about cancel culture. Because before we can even go to court, before we even know what shit is out, y'all will see a, a alleged press statement. I knew it. I knew it. She's terrible. You don't know shit yet. This is not like the Murdoch murders, where we had phone calls and we had police reports and we had ev- blood evidence, blood spatter. No, no, we knew he did something. Yes, we had bank records. We don't know shit. We got one dancer saying that she did shit. We got... Three other dancers saying, we love you, girl, blah, 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 blah. We don't know anything, so we're going to let the courts handle it. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. If this, if this dancer girl is lying, and you have done all of this, I would like to cuss you out. <laughs> I would like to cuss you out. 
You better not be lying. Okay? Now, if you are, which it seems like in this situation, she might be Carly Russell. I don't know. I wasn't there. So we'll just have to see. But listen, I'm not I'm not a huge Lizzo fan, you know. Y'all know I'm kind of like an older lady. I like to know who everyone is. But I don't really like to, um, you know, I don't know. I'm just not really crazy into listening to Lizzo that much. Um, but I do like to look at her. That's the thing. I don't want her to go away. I don't want her to be cancelled at all in life. I do, I do rather enjoy having a look at her face and her fashions. And she's got, she's got, you know, just she does a lot. So we'll see what happens. Ciao. Because let me just tell you something. I'm the kind of girl, I'm an experience-based kind of girl. So if I'm in Berlin and I'm at the Bergain, and I know a lot of you probably don't get it, or we're in New York and we're at the box, everybody's not meant to go there. Some of y'all like to just go to a dive bar and drink Miller Lite all night, and that makes your life. And I empower you to do that. But don't, don't, don't pop up with me in Amsterdam and the Red Light District and then be surprised when we at a sex show. Like, hello? Now, the thing is that this woman was alleged, like, you know, that Lizzo made her eat banana out of some lady's coochie. Da, 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 da. For me, I, I'm not, you're not about to make me do shit. The headline's going to be Lizzo's dancer and Lizzo were fighting. We're seeing fighting <laughs> at the ping pong show. I've been in these environments. And typically... I mean, listen, I'm not around Lizzo. I don't know what that's like, but I, I, I don't know. It, it seems like it's some holes here. In this, it's some holes in this story. It's some holes in this story. It seems like some shit, is, some shit not, is not adding up. You had some psychedelics, honey. You, you, was, you was getting loose, and now you're feeling ashamed? Now that your contract did not get renewed? I don't know. It sound, it's very much so sounding like I am Team Lizzo. I promise you, I'm, just not, I'm really not Team anyone. I'm just Team, like... Do you realize how many how many people have gone missing in the last year? And we've, we're spending our tax-paying resources on this shite. Shite? All these, these, these stupid things. It's like, it just drives me absolutely bananas up the wall. It's, it's very stupid. Um, and so let's talk about things that are stupid that we like. Because I like dumb shit. Like, Jason Oppenheim has a new girlfriend. She's a TikTok influencer. Her name's Danica Tanya. And she looks like every girlfriend he's ever had. Except she's she's shorter than him. Which might be important to him. I don't give a damn. I will tell you, I am in a queer relationship. And my man does get in his feelings a little bit about um, height. Like, if I am wearing a tall toll, I've got on, like, three or more inches. Of, of height he's kind of like he's not like no don't do that like i don't like it he's kind of just like oh, you're taller than me and it's like oh who cares love i, I don't mind and, and clearly jason oppenheim um has has not really been bothered by it okay because he likes to take the tall girls so yeah i don't know i think um you know, it is what it is. How long will they last? I just think it's real. It just shows you how like it's so different for men and for women because like he really is gonna be single until he's fifty, and then he's gonna get married, have a kid, and it's gonna be 
actually fine. <laughs> it's going to be a-okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, more power to him. Let the, um, let's, let, let's let it all do what it's going to do. So, I want to touch on, I want to touch on, let's start with Real Housewives of New Year. Now, honey, first of all, mid-season trailer did arrive. Have you watched it? In the case that you haven't, I'm not going to give everything away to you, but all I'm going to say is, Cy and Bryn are about to go in. And it makes a lot of sense because when they're asked about it these days, um, Cy said that she's not really close with Bryn anymore because Bryn can't keep her fucking mouth shut. And so, child, let me tell you something. <laughs> I do not know. And then apparently Uba and, you know, Aaron calling each other bitches. Child, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's getting it's getting very intense. But the last episode, um, Aaron and her husband, they Y'all, they did not renew their vows. They actually performed their vows for the first time, so let's not curse them. Okay? <laughs> let's not put a curse on their heads. Let's not, like, end them all for all time. Um, We just don't need to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, no, but this episode was cute, you know? It was nice to see, you know, this, this, this kind of... Um, individual sort of we got, we got to really see like the individual plots of everyone um really start to like settle in um uba takes aaron to get like millions of dollars worth of jewelry for her party um we've got all the ladies doing their own sort of thing but the main event obviously is aaron's party and i'm not gonna lie to you guys this episode did kind of feel like a filler episode like I guess we start to get the oh Bryn flirts, but then when they actually showed it, it was she she really wasn't flirt, like it wasn't that big of a deal. <sighs> it's very weird. I did enjoy Jessel and her husband talking about going to school because listen, I'm not cheap. Um, I'm very just frugal. I don't I don't like to waste money. I think it's the thing. I'm just not into I'm just not into to wasting, um, but. Preschool and Jessel's reasons for sending her kids to preschool so they can go to school with Tom Cruise's that's dumb. I I knew I knew no, it's like I knew no one. I'm from Charlotte, I knew nobody. And I'm not gonna say that. I'm like, they're gonna ask me to be the real housewives of New York next week, but they please don't get twisted. Y'all hosts can be self deprecating and, and think that you can't do shit and you're not about shit. I don't think that way about myself. I'm about I'm a boss, bitch, okay. I came from Graham Street. In North Carolina, in Charlotte, North Carolina, if you know, Graham Street, I lived off of Baby's Ford. I lived off all, all of that, honey. And I'm just saying, I don't live like that no more, okay? And I did that. So, I just don't think that your kids have to be, you don't have to pay like $70,000 a year for your kids to have a bright future. 
I think that people just forget that your kids growing up in New York City, period, dot, is a, is such a level up than, like, public school education in Florida. And even those kids move to New York City, become investment bankers, do whatever the fuck it is that Just Like Us wants her kids to do. It's just very interesting to see um, that whole thing play out. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's cute. Um, Jenna and her partner, her girlfriend have broken up. Um, you know, we're just, we're, we're in the, we're in the pocket with them. We're in the pocket with them. And because of the stress, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was very, I've been focused on other TV shows, um, that I cannot talk about because I'm on strike this week. So, um, you know. Real Housewives of New York was fun. We're not going to give a full recap. I'm going to wait until I get some girlies on to do recaps because it's just, it's just, it's too many recaps. Okay. It's way too many. It's way too many. It's way too many. It's way too many. Now let's move on to Real Housewives of Atlanta because, um, hello, Mecca's Sip and See. Hello, Candy Filming. And hello, Real Housewives of Atlanta producers being very shady for a multitude of reasons. First of all, Y'all really are setting Drew ass up. <laughs> You're setting her up in, in great ways. You're setting her up because her husband is trash and we're seeing it. When he comes to the, the film set and he's like being gross, it's like, okay, yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, I get it. Um, we're, we're, we're having Drew be set up in a way of like, she is a really great actress. Um, she can do this on her own. So I, I like that. But you're also setting her up in the way of like, girl, you, you, you've been swimming in the lady pond. You done took a dip. Your husband knows and he's just waiting for confirmation. So he can run, run for the hills. It's just like you can't get, you can't let yourself be caught up in that kind of way. Okay. And also the way that she is reacting to this this Toya stuff, the kissing, it's like, sweetie, you did something, didn't you? You did something. Something, you, something's wrong. You did something wrong. So, um, and one thing, and then, so then Marlo's doing her fundraiser, um, for her, her, her young women, and, um, we're getting ready for Sheree Sippancy. One thing that I, her granddaughter, one thing I didn't like that we learned offline is that Kenya opened up her her hair care studio. And we didn't see none of that. Now, I would have loved to see all of that. Maybe she'll be in next week's episode. I don't know, but it was real weird that we popped over at Marlo's event. That's positive. But we spent all day with Sheree. We spent this whole episode with Sheree getting ready for the party. We spent the whole episode... Sheree, this we got a little bit of Sanya's pregnancy, but mainly Sheree, 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 and Bob Whitfield introducing a kid that he had while he was married to Sheree at her party. Bravo. Get it together. We're really start we really not starting to see. We really we see what is important to y'all. Y'all love to see our girls struggling. Y'all love to see our and this is why I, I appreciated Sheree. She did not go into hysterics. She did not go into tears. She did not go into drama. She was like, once an asshole, always an asshole. Like, y'all are not about to make this my storyline. I mean, back to the matter, it is, it is your storyline, sure, because 
you continuously date assholes. Okay, and had the nerds have Martell Holt dressed like the dressed like the family in your granddaughter's sip and see photo. The thirst. Oh my god. And it's not just Sheree, it's so many people in life. Y'all be so thirsty to have, to be seen with a man. It's not even the actual being with a man that y'all want. It's the being seen and your self-worth and, and the things that validate you being wrapped around a man. It's this it's it's not it's not good, my darling. You don't need to do that. Especially with a man who is below you. Because Martel, you really have shown that you really are. <laughs> Martel Holt coming on to Real Housewives of Atlanta was not the flex that he thought it was going to be. You have solidified that you are a low-down, trifling ass, cheap, no-money-having motherfucker. And you probably do got a couple coins, but when you have 15, 11 kids, the coin has to get spread out judiciously, okay? <laughs> and that's just what has to happen. These, and these are the kind of men, oh, this is what drives me crazy because these are the kind of men who talk about like masculinity and like let a man lead. And if y'all are not watching Love and Hip Hop Atlanta on MTV, baby, the, the, big, the big one that Sierra just did on her soon to be ex-husband, letting him know, sure, I'll submit to a real man. I'm not submitting to you. And here's my question too. Other than the Bible, Cause let's just do let's just do it. Who the fuck told y'all that your your wife is supposed to submit to you? Who told you that? In relationships, one person is going to be more dominant than the other. Sure, absolutely. But who told you that it was supposed to be your wife? Because a lot of y'all out here, y'all don't y'all don't pull your weight, let alone pull enough weight for your wife to sit back and do nothing. She's 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 being dominant because you're not taking control of the fucking household. Y'all getting put out every three months. You come home, the lights don't be turning on. Your credit score is in the negatives. But you want someone to follow you and submit to you so that you can feel big and bad. Ooh, my darling. Martel, let's get right back to Atlanta. Martel is one of those people. You can just tell. Oh, no, he didn't want his wife to move to Atlanta to be with the dude. But you turn around and do the same thing. And then you ask people to split the tab. I wish a motherfucker would. Here's my thing. If you're throwing a party, if you're hosting an event specifically for your significant other, and y'all have not talked about the tab, etc. beforehand, Especially if y'all have not talked about it before, and then you, and then let's let's get into specifics about man versus woman and how women are supposed to be submissive and all this shit. Boy, you are the only man at the table, and you want these women to pay. <laughs> the joke is on you, okay? The joke is on you. I don't. I did not know what to do with that. That really threw me for a loop. And the idea that, that Bob Whitfield decided to bring this also without speaking about it beforehand. You want to bring Auntie so-and-so from around the way over here to meet her niece. It's this type of shit is the reason that I don't have relationships with a lot of people. And that's fine with me. Because I don't care if we share the same blood. 
you're not going to do stupid sideways shit like this to me over and over and over again. And I'm supposed to just let you do it? No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with you and everything to do with me. You are not going to treat me any type of way. I don't give a damn who you are. If you're my dad, if you're my grandmother, if you are my oldest friend from high school, bitch. If you're treating me like a motherfucking bitch, I'm going to treat you like one back. Bob Whitfield would have been asked to leave. Or better, you know what? I'm not going to invite I'm not going to invite drama into my shit, but I can promise you Bob Whitfield probably if it was me wouldn't have been invited in the first place. And then you wouldn't have to worry about the secret sister because her motherfucking ass wouldn't have been able to come. Y'all need to start drawing some boundaries in your life. And Sheree is number one on the list of people who needs to draw a boundary because we have seen her get played and played and played over and over and over again. She's the kind of person that hangs out with Larsa Pippen telling Nicole, but he's your dad, but he's your dad. I don't give a damn. I wouldn't let Boo Boo the Fool come into my party and embarrass me. So why the fuck should, of all people, my dad do it? You're supposed to get away with embarrassing me and putting me in fucking harm's way because you're my dad or because you're my my boyfriend, my man, my man, my man, my man. But the fact remains, y'all would rather have a raggedy ass man than no man at all. That's really what it comes down to. And Sheree is a prime example of that. Now, moving right along to the Real Housewives of OC. Oh, Oh, I have to chuckle. Shannon DeBoer is such a gift for reality television. And this episode is when I really realized that she knows. She gets it. She she puts on shows. Because the way that she put a show on about a dinner, just a di- it's just a dinner. It's just like a fun extracurricular activity. Meanwhile, Emily Simpson is working with the Innocence Project, which redeemed her in the Lord for me, Oklahoma. Um, Because you never know, child. And her tweets and the the shit that she'd be saying, I'm like, ooh, Emily, girl, are you a Trump supporter? Which is, listen, now's the best time for y'all Trump to talk about that. (laughs) Support him in the daylight. Are you embarrassed? If you're not, I'm not embarrassed for you either, bitch. I'll listen. If you're not embarrassed, I'm not fucking embarrassed. Um, we love that. We love it. We love when our mic falls completely out. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in there. I'm gonna leave it in because you know what I'm saying. It's real. <laughs> but anyway, no, that redeemed Emily for me, and it really just had me. You know, kind of just looking at her in a different way. Like, okay, whatever. You're not just, like, a selfish, you know, so worried about your husband who, like, maybe, you know, you should just deal with it because you decided to marry him. And, you know, that's a sense of you. I don't know. The whole thing was just really weird seeing the juxtaposition between Emily, who was, like, going to be going to this gala for Innocence Project instead of coming to Shannon's event, which really has nothing to do with Shannon's event and everything to do with the fact of, like, I'm going to be at a, an Innocence Project gala. And if you don't know what the Innocence Project is, the Innocence Project is all about taking people who have been incarcerated, wrongfully accused, and getting them out. 
and one woman who was on this episode had actually been, she was on death row, y'all, before they let her out. So it's just like, we don't need to hear about Shannon's fiesta, which is like borderline racist, girl. These are the type of people who go like buy condos in Mexico and are like, oh my God, Mexico's the best, but they live behind gates, like in the resort area uptown. It's so funny. And that's fine. Like, do you, boo-boo? I am much more of an authentic girly. And if you're going to be so shit scared to travel somewhere, don't go. It's just very strange. It's like everyone isn't like your neighbors in Orange County. They're not just going to like pop, pop, shoot you because you look at them the wrong way. Um, so it just was really interesting. And so we got to see a little bit more about Jen and her kids. That really just opened my eyes about a lot of things, too, because her foster kid is um, brown. And she kind of tapped on like, the, you know, the the difficulties that he faces, especially being in a family full of white people and, you know, being so young when they started fostering him and she wants to adopt him, but she kind of wants it to be, you know, a family choice, a.k.a. she wants him to be in on it, a.k.a. not Michael Orr. And um, we also get to see Heather buying her condo in L.A. And, you know, doing all that stuff, keeping it very secret, which I do appreciate because things can change at the drop of a dime. And then people will be saying, oh, my God, you didn't get approved and you didn't do this. And it's like, no, sweetie, the contingencies, you don't even know. You don't know. Buy a house and we'll talk. Okay. Um, and um, we got to see that. Now, one thing that we didn't get to see on the episode that I still do, however, want to address was Taylor Armstrong. And I'm going to leave it with this. Taylor Armstrong herself with her husband on the street side talking to the press oh y'all we we got to learn when people say that that no press is bad press they're lying like taylor if you go to dinner and you have four martinis and I'm just going to leave it at that because let's, people are, are talking about other additives that might have been included. If you're drinking four martinis at dinner, don't go out and talk to the press. And if you do, just smile and keep walking. Don't sit there and have a conversation with these people. They, uh, it reminds me of when she was out to dinner with the ladies from Beverly Hills. And she was zooted. Oh my God, you can't. I mean, nothing has been confirmed, but from the way it looked, and I've been to music festivals, okay? The way it looked and the way that her jaw was going and the way that her eyes were going and all of this stuff, I was like, this lady has popped a pill and sweating. Woo! She's doing all of the things. It was kind of reminiscent of that, but a little bit more tame, a little bit more, you know, pulled, a little bit more pulled together. But yeah, she's going on about the reunion and how the reunion's going to be explosive and the most, and I... I really just had to say, Taylor, I doubt it, honey. I doubt it. I, I don't know if this is going to be as explosive as you might think. And I appreciate you for, you know, doing a bit of PR for the ladies and for, you know, putting it all out there. And, um, you know, I do. I, I do support that. But um, let's just not lie. Because the season itself wasn't even, it didn't go hard enough for you to be saying all that. But we'll see. I don't know what you guys think. 
Um, but just let me know. Um, I hope you have a beautiful weekend. I hope you have a beautiful Friday. I'm going to be with Jessica this weekend. I'm going to be comforting her. Um, I'm going to be listening to the new Victoria Monet album, Jaguar 2, baby, baby. Stream it, stream it. And then play Miley Cyrus after. And then leave me a five-star rating and review. And I will see you next time.